When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. August is almost over, and that means the Kind of Funny Patreon pledge drive is about to wrap up. If you love what we do, please know we couldn't do it without your support on patreon.com slash kindoffunny, and it would mean the world to us if you tossed us a sub, even if it was just for a month. What's up and welcome back to another kind of funny screencast breakdown. This time we are doing episode one and two of Ahsoka on Disney+. Plus. We will be doing this each and every week for the next six weeks. Eight episodes total of this season. Uh, of course, I am Tim Geddes. I'm joined by the sad boy himself. For the Empire! <laughs> yes, I, I expected something from you. Didn't expect that, but that was that was awesome. Uh, and of course... It's Star Wars, so we had to get the Star Wars crew back together. Joining us today is Sage Ryan. Hello, it's good to see you all. And Anthony Carboni. Tim, I can fix her, and when I say her, I mean every single one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, there is is a lot of them to to talk about here. Ahsoka is not the only one. Uh, Like I was saying, this is the Kind of Funny screencast. You can get it on YouTube.com slash kind of funny each and every week uh you can also get it on roosterteeth.com if you want to get it as a podcast search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny screencast and we'll be right there for you we're doing ahsoka week to week then after that we'll be doing loki week to week we might get some the boys gen gen v in there somewhere because that's dropping in september is that the animated thing no that's the spinoff show the more x-men kids in school trying to be superheroes thing. jesus there's too many things there's going too on. many things going on but what we're talking <laughs> what about a time today to be alive oh what a time uh we're talking star wars though um we're doing that thanks to your support on patreon.com slash kind of funny you can go there to get the shows ad free um you get a whole bunch of bonus content and you can be a patreon producer like jedi master deadpool james hastings casey andrew logan delaney Nathan Lamothe and Patrick Delgado have done. Today we're brought to you by BetterHelp. We'll tell you about that later because we got to get right into it. I just need y'all to know. It's taken me many, 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 many years. Yeah. Years, Tim. Years. But as of a couple days ago, I have finished Star Wars Rebels from beginning yes. to end. Yes. I have seen An the lights. Excellent series. It is utterly fantastic. It only gets better. Season four was pitch perfect. Mm. I could not be more hyped going into Ahsoka here, but yeah. I want to hold off on my thoughts to the very end here. Barrett, I want to start with you. What did you think of episode one and two of Ahsoka? So I naturally very like, not worried, but uh, you know, it was going into this uh, and thinking about Ahsoka for the last couple of months, I've just, I've had my reservations, right? You know, Mando season three being the most recent thing to come out. That was a whole roller coaster where you can check out our weekly reviews of that, where we just, weren't sure where we were headed uh you know know, we had obi-wan we had book of boba fett all of these just like what are we doing here what's going on and five like not even five like two minutes into this first episode i was like oh we're back star wars is (laughs) fucking back uh and not like the you know like and i'm not saying like andor wasn't like a peak thing but just like the just the pure heart of star wars it's fucking back and i absolutely adored these first two episodes uh like you know, the the kind of rumblings we're saying and, uh, like, the internal stuff that had kind of come out of, like, this is just Rebel Season 5. It, at least with these first two episodes, that's what it feels like. Uh, we're kind of coming right off of, like, the end of the finale of Rebels where we got, like, a in Episode 2, a, a slight recreation of, like, the final scene of Rebels, which uh, is, is really good. And I, I feel like outside of some 
performance stuff i've i feel like the the writing the action uh all of that has not missed a beat from what rebels was and translating it into a live action thing obviously there's going to be a couple of hiccups but i think the heart is still there which is impressive because it's been five years since rebels ended um and yeah i i I just really adored it and there's a lot to talk about here sage what about you I mean, we started off with an opening crawl on a Star Wars television show. We got an actual crawl at the beginning of a Star Wars show, which to me uh, said, sit down, bitches, it's Star Wars. Uh, And I was very, very into that. Obviously, they opened up strong. They were like, hey, Thrawn's coming. Ahsoka's here. We love this for you. Uh, I think that it's a really wonderful cast. I mean... For me personally, I was absolutely sitting there the whole time being like, can you believe this many women are talking to each other in a Star Wars Crazy. project? Like, <laughs> that this is... many women simply interacting with each other and that's in Star Wars? That's something that's crazy, too. Of Like, we kind of knew because of the events of Rebels of, like, this was going to be, this show was going to be more focused on, like, the like the female parts of, like, the team from Rebels. And it was just, like, it kind of dawned on me in that first episode of, like, all right, Ezra's gone, Kanan's dead, Zeb is being a space cop somewhere. It's like, holy shit, man. Sorry, we've uh, never seen anything like this. It was really, really magical to watch. Uh, I think that the characters that they've set up are very, very interesting. Um, Welcome Mary Elizabeth Winstead to Star Wars. Yeah, I would kiss Mary Elizabeth Winstead in every universe. (laughs) So would Obi Wan. Uh, I Mm -hmm. know, I know, and it's got to be a hell of a flex to be like, oh yes, we're both in Star Wars. As Obi Wan and Hera, characters in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Some of their and some of their acting choices, I think, are are so funny. You can tell you can tell that they're very similar people. Like particularly when Hera's talking to Chopper, I was like, "You're talking to Chopper like like Obi Wan, like like you and McGregor Obi Wan talks to a droid." I love it. Yeah, Sage. Um, Anything else? Yeah, I think that it was an incredibly strong start to it that felt, um, you know, like we have our genres that we're accomplishing. We've gotten past the point of Star Wars being a genre in the same way we've talked about with Marvel, where now within Star Wars, all of these different genres exist. It's not inherently one thing. Uh, And obviously they're taking a lot of inspiration from that like classic samurai movie aesthetic for Ahsoka uh, that I think is really, really interesting and obviously has like existed and influenced for Star Wars for a long time. But they've leaned into that with her character in particular, which is like an interesting contrast to the like cowboy gunslinger of the mandalorian um so i'm excited to see them get into more of that uh i wish the opening fight had come out like punchy in the face strong but i think that they like eased into like a power and control with it that i'm very excited to see where it goes and i think Mm -hmm. that um i think it's a really strong start i'm excited it gave it felt like star wars carboni yeah it's a good show tim it is it (laughs) is Here's the thing, Tim. It's it's good show. Uh, the performances are good. Uh, like like Barrett's saying, um, there's there's Star Wars house style, and then there's kind of this new style that everybody that everybody's loving from Andor. Um, this is very much Star Wars house style, but it's done in a in a very very in a very very wonderful way, and it's very cool to see Dave at basically the height of his skill now. And I don't just, and you know, he's always been a brilliant creator, but working with John Favreau and Rick Famuyiwa and and all of these Deborah and you know Deborah and Chow, all of these like great directors, you can tell one of the night one of the great things about Dave is he he knows what he's good at and he knows where he wants to be good. And I think he went into this Disney live action TV thing saying, "Okay, show me everything, get me there," and. He is the dialogue is way better than his his dialogue was for animated stuff. It feels more natural. His shot lists are more natural. The story feels more natural. This is a very, very good Star Wars project. I am I am super into it so far. I am so shocked at how much I loved these two episodes. Like watching Rebels, I was so in, loved the characters, was excited to see him in live action. These first two episodes wowed the hell out of me you talking about the star wars house style they nailed it like this feels so authentically classic star wars but with the feloni kind of wrapping on it that um you they've earned over the last couple i mean many years decade even of uh clone wars and rebels and all that but just this being 
this project, Sage talking about opening with the crawl, like it it gave a gravitas to it that I felt they lived up to. Mm -hmm. uh, I really liked the the opening uh, action scenes. I feel like they they kind of popped in with like a, we're starting with some action. You're gonna see some sabers. You're gonna see droids. You're gonna mm -hmm. see star battles. All the shit that you expect from Star Wars characters that you know people like places planets all the stuff that we're familiar with sound cues it was just like yo this is star wars like yep. this mm -hmm. is exactly what y'all have been asking for what y'all have wanted and it's done very well i'm really into the witchcraft of it all like mm -hmm. the, the yeah, night sister stuff oh yeah we gotta talk about the night sisters you know baby. i love me a night sister oh yeah. my goodness oh, he can girl fix Marin. her he can but, fix her <laughs> but i, I, fix her, I love worry. Taking the the character, um, what was her name? Morgan. Morgan. Morgan mm -hmm. from uh, Mando season two that we we saw introduced in the episode that uh, introduced Ahsoka into live action and introduced the concept of her looking for Thrawn mm. in the live mm -hmm. action world at least and uh, kind of setting up where we're at here, giving her this new backstory that's not so much just the samurai vibe that they gave in that episode, but more the mystical yeah. witch side. Uh, no, I thought was but very she's a layered. Business cool. witch, Tim. I know, which yeah. is even cooler. She's a, yeah. she She's a captain of industry, Tim. She is running shipyards on Corellia, the awesome. fucking central hub of galactic starship supply. She is just, she is buying and selling super star destroyers. And she's a goth girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. It's all of it she combined. She does it all. <laughs> and and what I love so much is the dynamic between Hera, Ahsoka, and Sabine is just being so well portrayed of like Hera just trying to like get them to communicate the way that she knows that they can, the yeah. way that she needs them to. And the way that she would for the ghost crew 100%. during Rebels. Yeah. I thought that was so and, great. But Sabine this is, being the surprise kind of lead of the show, I, I love. I, I think that she uh, is doing such a great job being so well translated to live action. And um, the scene of her on the speeder with the, the Star Wars rock music playing, I was like, this is awesome. Like, this is what I've wanted. It is hype as hell. And it feels authentic to her character in a way that I just did not expect. It, it wasn't a space I Vespa scene, you know? Yeah, it was not at all. No, it wasn't. I love number one in galaxy Star Wars genre music, not like traditional cantina. Like, hey, yep. this is what you this is what we play on this planet. And like, no, this is top 40 radio rock that you listen to <laughs> when you're an angry youth yep. on Lothal. So it had angry. that it had that like you, the, the Star Trek reboot with Kirk. Yes, hundred you percent. Know, and this isn't the only moment. Of, like, there's a lot of Star Trek in this. Uh, like the first episode in particular. There's a lot of Phantom mm -hmm. Menace. In there's this so first. much Phantom Menace. Baby. So much yeah. Phantom Menace. Yo, what? When we introduce uh, our nameless, uh, our nameless, uh, 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 Balin and his Padawan. Uh, Padawan yeah, yeah. With the when little we braid. introduce the nameless Padawan, and she goes to Lothal and has a full-on mall scene. Yes, it's so good. I mean, dude, even the opening scenes, though, where we first see them, right? Where we have them yes. coming out of the ship. It's the most yes. Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. Yeah, I, that's <laughs> like, like where they come on. And even like the way Balin presents himself where it's like not full on Sith. Like all of my notes, I'm like, huh. I don't want to refer to them as Sith. Well, I'm like orange sabers, no. force right? users. I like, have the same kind of notes of like, yeah. okay, well, we understand what the structure of the Sith is. And we know that this isn't like what we know to be like a traditional Sith Lord and apprentice. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, because he's treating her jerks? like, like a jet, like a Jedi Padawan. Oh, right. Wow. So when, when Ray described the character of Balin to me uh, at celebration and by the way, Fucking the first the, the first episode being dedicated to the late great Ray Stevenson, who yep. mm -hmm. I don't know how this series ends, but I'll tell you this. However, it ends. Uh, the galaxy is emptier without Balin and Ray continuing on in it because yep. already in these two episodes with not tons to do. Ray has done so much. Oh, yeah. Um, so. Ray described the character of Balin as an a night of the round table at Camelot. And I thought that was very interesting because when you think about those nights, the only thing they had in common was they were knights of the round table. They were not all good dudes. Mm. They followed a very specific, like, an, honestly, an order. They followed a, a code of conduct, but above and beyond that code of conduct, 
there was no telling whether they were going to be good or evil in any given moment, right? That's a knight just has to obey the laws of chivalry. Mm-hmm. To to Balin, he just has to do what he considers to be right for does he consider himself a Jedi? He says no in the beginning, but he clearly is following some sort of order. And I don't think it's Sith. I don't see them as Sith. I see his Padawan as more Sith than him for sure. Yeah, that's like a on the path to being a Sith. Mm-hmm. So um, cool. And that like desire for more power. Because I mean, that's the thing that he promises her throughout yep. this is like, you know, hey, well, what happens when we find Thrawn? And it's more power and the look yeah. on her face is like oh that's yeah. a Sith I want this them. guy <laughs> kind of a guy yeah. uh, her, on the other even, hand even his Sith. moment of of oh it'll be a shame to kill her there are so few Jedi left and he yeah. means it honestly like yeah. the way he delivers the line it's not that like I'm curling my lip yeah I'm not I'm, I'm saying it like an inquisitor I'm not Sheev right now like <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, I genuinely mean it. It's very sad. I don't consider myself a Jedi anymore. I think of it kind of like it's a, it's going to be a very interesting parallel to Ahsoka's journey, I think, mm. which I love. Yeah. Ahsoka had that whole denial of the Jedi Order thing about her for so long, which, by the way, back to gray robes, interesting. Mm. Um, the removal of you know so that thing of like of she wasn't part she kind of wears a blanket she kind of wears a blanket yeah she doesn't consider herself a jedi but she still respects the jedi order she still mm. loves them she loves all the people that are in the jedi order um and i i kind of see balin as as sort of a a more dark side version of that you know i agree with you on the parallel of that because i think that when we picture gray jedi we still picture good guys we picture that like, well, you're not part of the the Jedi Order, but like, you know, we don't see neutral as being ever bad, which is no, not we see true. it as like, a neutrality way. is very dangerous and harmful in a world that is like fascist war territory. Yeah. Um, yeah. So with that in mind, if you're at that, like, I'm neutral, I just serve whatever serves me in the moment. Like, mm-hmm. maybe that is an introduction of what we consider like a gray Jedi. We even gray get that Jedi from Ahsoka, usually... right? Mm-hmm. In this episode huh? of her, of her, them being like, how'd you get this information out of her? And she was like, it wasn't through Jedi ways. And it's like, oh, yep. dang, that's, it is putting everybody in a very interesting place in this post Jedi mm-hmm. world after the fall of the empire. Like, mm. It's pretty cool. Yeah. We don't keep talking about this, (laughs) but real quick, let's take a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. We all know life can be hard. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I know from experience how often it just seems easier to care about others and keep it moving. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. For more balance with BetterHelp, visit betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny today and get 10% off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p dot com slash kind of funny betterhelp dot com slash kind of funny another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And now that we're back, I, I just want to say how much I appreciate this compared to uh, some of the other shows for its focus and um, simpleness so far and getting right into the action where we're two episodes in and I feel like we have a great idea of where the, the season's going and I'm excited for it. Um, I feel like they've been delivering a lot of the, 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 on the promise of getting these characters together and having the quest be from both good guys and bad guys. If you want to look at it that way, perspective of 
getting to Ezra, getting to Thrawn, that's actually the same destination, I think really presents a, a compelling arc to this season. I just, I had a really big fear, which is why I started laughing of like, we have a clear path of like what this entire season is oh, going to be. And I felt like we had that at the beginning of Mando season three, but Tim, what if next episode we're hanging back out with Jack Black and Lizzo, man? Like oh, man. what if that's our destination next Fingers week? Crossed. Oh, crossed. First of all, first of all, we respect the Jack Black and Lizzo episode in this house. Mm. At least two of us do. <laughs> Show a At little least bit two of respect. Of <laughs> Show a little bit of respect for the buddy cop episode that we deserve. I, I, I respect that episode for some of the droid stuff they almost committed to and then just didn't. So. Mm -hmm. See, yeah. I feel the exact opposite. I think the droid part of that is literally one of the worst things they've ever done. We cannot, <laughs> we cannot do we this. We cannot do this. We cannot, we cannot do this. Listen, here's, here's what I'm going to say. We do have this clear path, and I think one of the reasons we have this clear path is... You know, unlike some of these other shows or some of these other projects, this is the project that this is the story and the ending of the story that Dave has been thinking of for almost two decades. So I think that's very interesting. And I think that's why we are less likely to deviate here. And I think it's important some of these other shows. It's important to point out not only is it the culmination of everything he's been working on, it is also the very clear canon core setup piece to this heir to the empire um storyline yes. that they're, yeah. they're talking about with the movies oh. and the follow-up projects yeah, so, like the fact that this got like a crawl like just to go back to that really yep. quick but it wasn't like the official like movie crawl mm -hmm. but it was still something to be like hey this is important we need to give some backstory here um to and it's gonna be wild to see if like they do heir to the empire as like a movie of getting that full crawl and all that stuff i feel red like red crawl to the, yeah no slant straight red logo yeah, yeah a lot of red in this yeah. a whole lot, a lot of, red. of red a surprising amount of red for them having orange lightsabers you yeah. know what i mean yeah. Yeah. Like, i was like yeah. okay cool but, they're building something but, uh, but well, okay i'm sorry but what i was gonna say the the ending everything that they're doing the ending uh of like even when they show the star map during the credits that's Urkatat. That's not, you know, Arabesh. That's the Sith language. This is, is it really that's yeah, cool. That's Urkatat is the Sith alphabet that was designed by Ralph McQuarrie. And like they're doing some things that are very, very huge here when you talk about heir, heir to the Empire and the, the Thrawn Ascendant kind of stuff. Um, first of all, that thing that she is building, the Eye of Scion. Um, that's outbound flight. That's from the Timothy Zahn book. That thing looks exactly like outbound oh, flight. That's cool as hell. Because uh, what did I have in my notes? Um, that is intergalaxy travel in Star Wars. Yeah. That's the first thing that she says, that mm. Elspeth says, Morgan says when she puts that down, she's like, this was made by extra galactic beings. We've got aliens in our aliens, dog. I heard you <laughs> like aliens. Uh, my notes were, they're building a huge version of the hyperspace jump rings for the Jedi yes. used during the clone. No, exactly. yeah. That's what it looked yeah. like, which is such but, a cool concept. And yeah. then and getting to- In um, the book, in outer flight, it's talked about that way. That, oh, it's yeah. so cool. That book, that book is set during the attack of the clones. Mm. interesting when they're on okay. Corellia and like they're like what is that a, a, a hyper hyperdrive like what, yeah what, hyperdrive what core and they're I love that Hera's like I'm a general we're not building anything that big it's, it's awesome. so good yeah and especially in a post Death Star world post Death Star 2 world yeah right yeah. For them to be, be talking about that like we're just in a, in a really cool uh, place and I, I love again the concept of the witchcraft versus the force where mm -hmm. it's Jedi Sith are these two new people either of those are they something different even getting the the final shots I think of episode two um where we had Morgan uh doing the the holograms the holograms looked different they had this like yeah. the green vibe to it I just like that they're introducing these other elements while also introducing the concept of other galaxies like now that I've watched Rebels and I can understand the world between worlds and all that stuff yeah. them playing with, with also space, space whales with time the whales are there you know we saw them in this uh, little bit but so uh many purgles I love the idea of Star Wars literally the very first thing ever in star wars is a long time ago in a galaxy far far away right there's other galaxies baby there's other galaxies and there's other times mm -hmm. and i feel like yeah. what we see in these first two episodes of them kind of getting the the, the key the map all this stuff the amount of times they're literally showing the two galaxies and talking about that yep. while we also know that when they find ezra there's going to be time travel shenanigans at play 
There's some interesting stuff going on, man. Filoni is like really, he's been setting up playing the long game to be able to do some shit. Yeah, they even oh. say like Thrawn is talking to Morgan like through time and space, which I find very interesting because as far as my understanding of the space whales, they just traveled through space. So I'm, I'm interested to see how they incorporate all the time stuff in there. Um, what was the other thing? They're I, the I'm Star Wars out. versions of the uh, of the tortoises from Finding Nemo. Really, they just <laughs> yes, sort of exactly. like they just sort of ride the vibes from what place up, to bro? place. <laughs> but the I love that when Morgan's map had like tons of purgles around the edges of yes. it. I yeah. love it. Like they really, really got into that stuff. And Thrawn talking through time and space. You know, all of this stuff is being is being shown as magic, and Morgan's magic is that green uh, night sister magic. It's not the blue or the red magic. Mm -hmm. It's not force magic. I think Thrawn is probably just using just using his big old brain and whatever's around him on that planet. Like, I don't think it's to Thrawn. I don't think it has much to do with magic. It's just right. like, Oh, is this how you communicate? Let's go. See, yeah. my, I need to get a message out. Uh, my theory. And again, I'm way newer to this rebel stuff. I've only seen it once. So it's like uh, you listen to podcasts and all this shit, yep. but the world between world stuff, like when he, when Ezra grabs Ahsoka from the past mm. and like saves her from Vader and all that stuff, like my gut tells me the easiest answer is, that's how Thrawn's communicating. Somehow they, they, that's where they are. And like, they're using mm -hmm. those portals, but I know it's different from where the whales took them, but we don't know where the whales took them. Yeah. We don't really right? know. We do know that Thrawn, uh, even in this new, uh, canon, I forget if, uh, if it's the same in like the old canon when he was originally introduced, he's from wild space. Like he's from like a, a part of the galaxy yeah. that's not established by the, old republic or the empire or anything like that so it'll be interesting to see if we get any of the how do you say is it, it the the cheese i forget how to say the the chis the chis um and just ascendancy so it'll be interesting to see if like they pull any of that stuff up it, since like they're in a different galaxy and not part of like the the same territory where the republic is um mm -hmm. yeah that's think, sorry go for it I just think that they have a lot of room here to interpret magic because when you exist sure. in between the two like largest canon events in Star Wars, when you sit in between the rise of that and you have kind of like the loss of all order, there is simply magic that exists within the galaxy that is open to interpretation. Mm -hmm. And like showing things like the Night Sisters, this like Sith's not Sith, this witch, this very different interpretations of what is like the magic of the force and in the way that we've interpreted like the way and all of these things mm -hmm. throughout time i didn't expect ahsoka to be a series and i don't know why i didn't considering ahsoka is literally like a representation now of the light side of the force of like such a deep exploration of what is in between not only time events but like the sides of the force, the mm -hmm. sides of the stories, uh, Star Wars kicks off as good guys, bad guys. And then all of this like extended universe, all of these books that have explored everything in between. It's really cool when you think about like what place each show serves mm -hmm. uh, and like what they are showing us and what their like places to uh, expand the world a little bit, especially in like putting things back into canon. Yeah. I think that like Ahsoka's place is that. And that's why there's all this like we don't really this guy is and we don't really know where this magic is or how this works yeah i anticipate them spending the time of this show to show us what else the force can be other than jedis and sith mm -hmm. yeah i think we, we talked about that a little bit where we talked about um you know it'd be super weird for cassian andor to hang out with a jedi all the time that's right. not his part of star wars <laughs> right you know what i mean and as much as as much as uh, uh din jaren hangs out with jedi it's kind of like Okay, space magic, I can deal with that, but it's not my thing all the time, right? right? Um, I love this as a continuation of, of really these sort of themes like you're talking about, which is, which is, okay, this magic has been shown as light and dark for so long, and that's the way we always thought of it because we were always in this big war, but does it have to mean that? Uh, and one of the things that I loved is when, is the talk of the Night Sister Temple which has a very Zepho look to it. Like yeah, there was yeah. some good like Jedi Fallen Order game. Oh my like, God. Yeah. Dude, shares. When, Dude, when, you, so Soka was literally doing opening, a puzzle from the game. <laughs> I yeah. thought about you, dude. I thought about you when you're always talking about Star Wars ass video game Star Wars shit. Video I was like, game. this is it. Yep, straight yeah. up. But, but one of the things that, uh, that leads Sabine to kind of figuring out this key is seeing like the three faces, right? Is seeing like, oh, 
this is a night sister thing. This is three faces. This is three gods. Like we're thinking about Mortis. We're thinking about, you know, these, these sort of deep things that Dave put in that are like, and, and, you know, the rest of the clone wars and, and rebels team put in that are like, Oh, there's a bigger magic here. And there's a much like, there's a much spookier thing going on. And I think the idea of introducing that, that there's bigger power here and there's more to the organizational units that we've already seen <clears throat> is going to be so cool when some freaking extra dimensional <laughs> beings show up in star Wars that don't care about Jedi or Sith or any of, they've never heard of this stuff. They don't care about it. Mm. It's not their culture. It's not their thing. Although I am very interested in figuring out if it's connected deeply to the Sith in some way because of what they're showing us with these star maps. Well, so that's what I think is the most interesting is the placement of this show and, and, and how Rebels ends in particular. Because, you know, Star Wars starting as this good and evil thing where there is an empire and there is a small group of people trying to take it down. The Star Wars Rebels show is entirely about that group yep. that is taking it down, that small group and seeing how, how big it can get. But the fact that Rebels season four ends with the time jump, yeah. right, to a post-Jedi world of them taking down the Empire, and then this show just starts essentially at that same time, we mm -hmm. have so many years of not knowing exactly what happened, and I love the mystery of it, how they yeah. presented it so far, of Sabine being Ahsoka's apprentice. Come the fuck on. Is there anything cooler than yeah. us not knowing all the details right now? Like, it just feels so exciting. And then placing this to, to Sage point of kind of like the with the the, the mysticism of it all um, and how it relates and how it might change things. Like, looking forward to knowing that the First Order is going to rise. All of the shows so far we've seen in this era mm -hmm. of the Mando season one through three, Book of Boba Fett, all of that um, have dealt with us seeing the, the formation and the incompetencies of the New Republic yeah. and how they're just a fucking bunch of bozos. Like just because the yeah. good guys are in control, like they're really, really bad at it. And I feel like this episode continues to to show that with uh, Corellia and how it was um, treated and kind of like being ran by bad people. Um, but applying all these things together, answering the questions of filling in the gap of what happened between rebels and, and here between, um, Harris, Ahsoka and Sabine, but then getting forward to the Thrawn stuff and answering the questions of the cloning and Snoke and how the fuck did Palpatine get thousands of star destroyers with death star weapons and all that shit. Like, I feel like they're really setting the seeds for something that I'm like, huh? They might actually explain this shit. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Yeah. To, I got to say, uh, oh, go on, Barrett. Uh, just to, to loop back to the, the stuff that we've been seeing through Mando and like kind of my frustrations of kind of showcasing the New Republic and how the, the, the current feelings that they're having as like the, a new uh, galactic uh, kind of uh, government system, right? My frustration in the past has been like, we've seen it, but it's always felt like kind of the background, save for like the one episode of Mando where it's like very clear of like uh, the uh, one of Thrawn's pawns that uh, we call them where she's like kind of uh, obviously working for him and like doing a, a mm -hmm. lot of stuff for him and Gideon. Um, right. The, the just, rehabilitation program. Just the quick exchange with the dude from House MD. Who's, yes. Who's uh, just, shout out to Peter Jacobson. Yeah, I was really surprised to see him, and I was really excited to, that he got like a, a little seed here. That was really cool. Um, even like before we get the kind of like reveal that he's a part of like the the secret empire organization, and they really took over this part of the shipyard to get things out over to Setos, uh, which is the planet that they're doing the star map stuff from. Right. Mm -hmm. Just the. I feel like there's some truth, even though he's not really New Republic, he's secretly Empire, there's still some truth where he talks about, yeah, ex-Imperials are still working here, the New Republic continues, uh, or uh, they say, uh, he says essentially along the lines of like, You'll yeah, still we just, find ex-Imperials at every level of the New Republic government. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, we don't see them as like, uh, and they ask, they question him about loyalties, he's like, no, nah, they're, they're just people, they're just looking to get paid, like, uh, they don't, their loyalty is in their wallet and stuff like that, and the New Republic continues to fail as the Empire did in understanding personal loyalties, they see workers as tools and not as Once again, people. no 
no parallel to the real world. We don't need to do <laughs> yeah. That. yeah. And, and, and we talked about this in Mando. I, I, I mentioned this in Mando, I believe. I, I think, you know, they, they've done with this, uh, this with Rebels, all of Clone Wars and the prequel stuff of, uh, you know, bringing up like real world things and even Andor being the most obvious uh, recent example. But uh, with Mando of what they've been teasing and now a little bit more clearly here of like kind of using the kind of like era of quote unquote fake piece or whatever of like mm -hmm. civility I'll say quote unquote from like 2008 to 2014 right and then see and kind of like nitpicking that and being like yeah but y'all didn't really solve shit and this is why things yeah. that are on a more fascist side can easily just take over y'all when like, y'all think y'all think y'all conquered the galaxy you you want the Starship factories to close down? Nobody wants that. My investors don't want that. We got to think of the economy. Yep. Go ahead, Guys, Sage. Go I, ahead, I think Sage. that Peter Jacobson was really good. He was really great. Did it have to be the Jewish guy? He was Jew-coded. You're too, he's, you're too he's Jewish. He's a Jewish oh, actor. I'm going to tell you, he's Jew-coded, that he's, character. And they really were like, it's not loyalty. It's greed. He's just in it. And he's like, he pops up in his line. is like, look, I'm just in it for my investors. And I was like, fuck me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not great. Did yeah. they have to? Like, of all people, did it have to be him? Yeah. He was, was, he was Jew-coded. And here's my other thing. Although people, okay, they go into his red control room full of his, pe like, full of his literal, like, protocol droids that are painted like Red. Uh, imperial guard and i'm just like here it comes here yep. it comes i didn't think he needed to turn out to be specifically an empire I, I thought it was just no. the two dudes who like obviously look shady and they're he like kind of working greedy. on this yeah that's the thing is when when they were carrying him away in handcuffs i was like i want to i want them to be specific here because I don't want them to say that every bad guy here is secretly an empire sympathizer. Right. Like I don't want them to, I want them to say, cause you know, uh, Ryan Johnson got close to this in, in uh, the last Jedi. And I feel <laughs> the like they, they've gotten, they've gotten close to this a few times where it's like, Hey, you don't have to be part of the evil empire to want to make money off of war. Yep. And those people are bad too. And we need to talk about how those people fit into things. And so I didn't want necessarily uh, Weaver. His character's name was Min Weaver. I didn't want him to necessarily turn out to be like, hail the empire or whatever. Right. I just wanted a little clarity when they were like moving him away. I was like, tell me what he did. Tell yeah. me exactly what he did. I mean, he did put HK protocol droids, like like HK assassin, assassin droids. droids like, nah, like, haven't seen any. And that other droid's like, yo, I saw one of them motherfuckers. That droid was a fucking narc, <laughs> man. <laughs> like, dude, bitch, it's straight away. That droid's a comrade. What are you talking about, a narc? <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. droid rules. Thank you. That Some of the assassin rules. droids and stuff uh, in these episodes, man. though, were so badass. Dude, dude I love The HKs are so good. Shout out to all the KOTOR stuff. Dude, like, when, when Ahsoka pops up for the first time from the little the cave and, like, we first her see Bugs one of them bunny hole. and it's just yeah her, the amount of bugs bunny stuff was hilarious but um <laughs> just that the droid just standing there not moving yeah. and just the cape kind of like floating i was like this is cool as hell yeah. and yeah. then really she cool. heard it by it i was like man this is just such a great like the fact that we had as many action scenes as we did already and like sure i don't think any of them are going to go down as my favorites of all time yeah. but i feel mm -hmm. like they, they there was a nice pace to them and a variety of them that i was like so into it but seeing the ahsoka scene with the droids and and the sabers and all that but after we had seen the um the the, the ray scene of him mm -hmm. um essentially doing the rogue one vader down the hallway luke down the God, hallway so the cool. hallway stuff so but going back to what we're talking about of like they're Sith, but they're not Sith. They're very clearly not Sith, but it's whatever. The music playing is like very reminiscent of the Imperial March, but it's more just dissonant piano chords that's mm -hmm. playing as he's like going through. And I just love that. That it's like I noticed that it's close, so but not quite it's of just like they do it's a disconnected, lot of, man. Yeah. It's very, they, very they cool. They do a lot of very everything was one note off from like classic fans. <clears throat> exactly. They would get uh -huh. very close and then end with a different chord. And I'd be like, ooh. And to bring it very, back, yeah, giving a dissonance. To, yeah. interesting. to bring it back to the whole like uh uh Balin and Ahsoka kind of being interesting uh mirrors to another who are not maybe fully dedicated to either being jedi or sith i do wonder maybe with the introduction of you know uh force users that aren't even about that i wonder if that's the kind of driving wedge that 
makes them both dedicate more to the things that they're coded to, but not fully committed to yet. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder if we get, you know, uh, Ahsoka's whole thing is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm no Jedi for the longest time, right? And I wonder if we finally kind of get that, like, all right, I'm back. This is what the Jedi are supposed to be. And uh, along with Balin, who I'm convinced, especially because it's not just his Padawan. He's got other people who are using the Inquisitor lightsabers also mm-hmm. working for him. We had that Morak uh, scene on the... Marok uh, on uh, Corellia, which was awesome, with a very interesting looking mask. Where I'm like convinced that Balin and his, maybe not Balin himself, or maybe his Padawan or whatever. I don't know fully from like the comics of what the actual origins are, but like they're Knights of Ren coded man. Like they Ren, they right? have to be like the they kind of founding parts on, of it. Full on medieval armor. Yeah on Merok and not even just medieval armor you know you want to go back to those like good use of capes in this series the wide that very wide Kurosawa shot where they're about to fight and because he's a knight he sends his squire out first but he uses the cape as like the thing to like all right go he unclips his cape and it floats so and then not just that but our um uh the padawan uh who god she has a name in the credits but we haven't heard it in so we just say she looks Shin, dope as you. all fuck. Yeah. Like, she was yeah. dope as all fuck. And when her. she's fighting Sabine, she uses her cape just to fuck with her. Yeah. She used like throwing it in her face and like making it so she can't see and just using it to annoy her opponent. I'm like, there is so much good cape work in this show. Yeah. But not Ahsoka's. I'm sorry. Again, I think it's she's a just wearing a blanket. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a, a fair criticism. She's wearing one of those like infinity scarves. <laughs> it's a terry cloth bathrobe, dude. And here's like, the thing: <laughs> she got interrupted Burlap in the middle of watching sack. Grey's Anatomy. And here's the thing: is like, um, you know, there's a continuity error here a little bit because they want to dedicate to like kind of resetting her a little bit and being not fully dedicated to like one side of the the force here gray robes the end of rebels she's wearing like the sick white cloak with the big staff and then we get that scene in episode two and she doesn't have any of that it's like i I get what you're setting up here and i know it doesn't it makes less sense now in this context of what you're doing for the show but give me the white cloak give me the big staff that like i have no idea what that staff was originally going to be for but like come on man you gotta you gotta think about it like um like you know the like the like the different iron man armors for different occasions and yeah. stuff she was yeah. at a point in her life and now she's had more time to think about it and she's mm-hmm. she's kind of backed up from that maybe a little bit yeah i was a little weirded out by it but there's some other stuff that was take like the costume work i mean i want to talk about some of the design here it was so good i mean from our guy maroc to uh to shin to i mean shin stuff was so cool space Loved grimes it. looked dope as hell yeah. yep. <laughs> like like so amazing uh but they did little things with like sabine where like when sabine was not a mandalorian anymore when she was when she was a soldier she had like she had the republic navy patch on her jacket she had she still was drawing loath cats all over her stuff you know like there was all this stuff that was still very her but when like she got her old armor out and got it back that owl that she had painted on her armor wasn't there anymore and i think they just i think certain things they were just like certain things are not going to look cool in 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 live action and certain things are not going to work for this story and we're Mm -hmm. just going to get rid of them but but also really quick it's the um i don't know if it's if that's the symbol for the the specific fleet now today but that is the starboard symbol that she made in rebels that Hera also still wears so is that the thing that they adopted now for the republic so there's the starboard and the starboard has always been like kind of part of the rebel thing um so it it makes sense that she's wearing that if she's been part of the rebellion for a long time the the one that that i was interested in was the yellow circle that has the red Mm. ring on the top and bottom that's cut that's that's rebellion navy okay i believe okay. and so that's like so that to me shows like oh she kept serving as a soldier for a while like we had the we there are stories of sabine that we don't know i mean from obviously war you know and i and i love that yeah and i love the um i love the mirror once again to samurai movies but also to kanan 
when she decides that it's time to fight and become a Padawan again. And, and she she's got, sitting and about to cut her hair. Yeah. A lot of people online were calling it her Mulan moment, and I'm fine with no, that. No, it's too. her Kanan Jars moment. <laughs> Fucking put respect moment. on his name. <laughs> I will say the thing I like, I, Sabine to me, 10 out of 10 in this show so far. I'm so, oh, she's been so into she's it. Yeah. One thing I didn't like was her getting the lightsaber through her. I just, I like lightsabers to have a little more stakes than this of like, mm -hmm. it just felt cheap. It felt unnecessary. And oh, she's back and she's good. And I yeah. get it. She We've wasn't in a flashback tank for three days afterwards. I know. Where was the flashback? Because then we could have learned what uh, what <laughs> what was the driving wedge between Ahsoka and Sabine in the last oh, decade, you know? Well, um, I, I have a bunch of theories on that in that like Ahsoka could not do what Anakin could not do for her. And like the mm -hmm. fear of like whatever image she had seen of like her future and like the warning she had received of like, you cannot remain Anakin's Padawan. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing it's just a little bit of trauma. And she had that like, I can't stick around. No one sticks but it's, around. Yeah, and it's, 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 you know, it's like the, uh, I know uh, uh, Alyssa talks about this, uh, my wife, where it's like, you know, when she's a teacher, she gets a lot of like the crazy kids and she's like, this mm -hmm. is punishment because I was a crazy kid to my mother, where it's like, I think, yep. so okay. like, because Ahsoka was snips back in the day for Anakin, yeah. it's like, she's getting what like the the universe is coming back around with uh when it comes to, with sabine so it'll be interesting yeah, was, to see how they uh try to reattach that relationship yeah i was interested at first i was like because when we watched the trailer together and we all we were all talking about it, i was like is she gonna be a jedi is she gonna be somebody who is literally training as a jedi or was the master thing just to dig at her and i didn't know how i was gonna feel about her um doing jedi training and what i loved is they they actually gave a great line to hu yang about yep. it um mm -hmm. where by the way hu yang i just i absolutely love and i love that david Tennant. daytime emmy award-winning hu yang <laughs> daytime emmy award-winning hu yang who by the way in the in the book brotherhood is said to be so old he's older than yoda we know that yeah but is said in the book brotherhood to be so old that he was found thousands and thousands of years ago outside a Jedi temple in a blue box. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I love that. So Hu Yang is talking to Sabine and she's like, yeah, I mean, I'm no Ezra. And he's like, no, you're not. You're not very good at this. He's I like, love I've that. Never, love I've that. never seen a Padawan as bad as you. Awesome. But guess what? You're only wasting your own time. And I love that message of, because mm. we don't get enough of this message in Star Wars, where it's like, you don't have to be the best. You don't have to be great. You're probably not even going to be very good at this. But if it's what you need to do, stop hiding from what you need to do and just go do it. Star Wars mm. loves a specialist boy story. So mm -hmm. to be like, you're not the specialist boy. You're kind of just, you're kind of just a guy. You're just kidding. Uh, dude. <laughs> You're just, just ten. <laughs> you're just a guy, but there are only like eight of these lightsabers left, and if you've got one, like fucking <laughs> really quick, I know we're gonna be wrapping up in a few minutes here. Shout out to Chopper. They have not oh, missed yeah. a beat with Chopper. Uh, that fucking, was pure cartoon. Yeah, that I was pure it. cartoon. Like they they nail it. Or like you know, uh, it's been talked about before. Like they actually write dialogue for Chopper, and through mm -hmm. Dave Filoni's performance, which I assume he's still uh, doing the voice for Chopper yep. in the show. Like you can. It, it's sometimes very obvious what Chopper is actually saying in like uh, uh, basic. So it's just like really funny. I loved the back and forth between him and Hera. Uh, shout out to Clancy Brown reprising his role as Ryder yes. Azadi. Expected, dude. Like the, I was telling Tim before we were recording this, the, like the volume in which I yelled when I noticed it was Clancy Brown. I was like, holy shit, they're bringing back Ryder and it's Clancy Same. Brown. I'm so excited. I can't wait for all the uh, articles. It was like, is Clancy Brown's character in Ahsoka related to the character he played as in Mandalorian? Lorian season one because it's going to make me ba uh, bash my head against a wall but then yeah. also shout out to the boy Jai Kel who is now the Jai senator of Lothal hell yeah oh my a god that slaps just with that little like senator. get out there and talk get yep. out there and talk yep so good uh, and I love his line just thank you for that introduction fuck like <laughs> um I also want to as we're as we're wrapping up here you know I want to give the deep cuts and call out some things Yes. Um, here comes your deep cut shit for episode one and two. Number one, a lot of people are going to be asking, uh, are we looking at the Yuzhan Vong? I do not believe we are looking at the Yuzhan Vong. <laughs> Thanks. These are not I was, the extra I was dimensional. Wondering. 
galaxies like extra dimensional characters that are coming in mm. they are cut off from magic they are they are basically biomechanical they are like the they're like the borg of star wars we are the but borg. they were like a big deal in the eu and everybody's like is this the yuzhan vong i don't believe it is the yuzhan vong however the, those star maps look a lot like the star maps that belong to the rakata from kotor Mm -hmm. so okay. and they looked a lot like the faces that were maybe in those i don't know it looked like some of the faces in the temple so that could be it uh i want to give a shout out to ahsoka's ship which is a t6 jedi transport it's uh licensed as t61974 that's june 1974 the birth of dave filoni uh, I want to talk about. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Where? What else? Do I, I have a. I have a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, There's a lot. There's a lot going on. There here. was a lot because I mean, obviously, obviously, the mural uses uh, uses the actual designs of the characters from Rebels. Perfect. That was Which lovely. Is so to see. good. It, yeah. That whole scene, like that, and the like hair cutting scene in front of it, mm -hmm. are like a frame by frame. Yep. If yes. you watch them, it's beautiful. The uh, the HK droids are obviously from Kotor. Shout out to HK forty seven, one of the greatest mm -hmm. droids ever made <laughs> um ahsoka seems to use sense echo like cal kestis very mm. interesting um and, and uh the scomp uh stuff of like normally we see droids kind of do the little uh like unlocking things like seeing him mm -hmm. use the force to do it in the beginning of the episode mm -hmm. i thought was really yep. cool yes yep. very cool uh when the, our dude when our dude dr tob says all we have are our loader droids um he lists legitimate loaders the cll that he lists is the binary load lifter that c-3po is very proud that he can speak to mm -hmm. the iw-37 is a binary load lifter with a grippy arm and the hv-7 is a load droid that dave filoni loves in particular that is taken from the old school wizards of the coast no longer canon star wars tabletop rpg yep. wow. oh, hard <laughs> yeah um denob the planet that they're going to uh the denob system sorry that they're going to that's where dagobah is it's also uh heavily featured in the star wars rebellion game and is mentioned in star wars the old republic it's part of the outer rim um, and I think, yeah. Oh, and the Urkatot, the Sith, the Sith, uh, language, language that they show Urkatot was designed as a corrupting language. The language itself is dark. It is connected to darkness. C3PO is not allowed to say it, you know, he's not allowed to say it. Yeah. If you read oh, it. Yeah. Okay. Reading it or speaking it actually will cause you to become more evil just through it's an evil language. You can't yeah. speak it without being evil the same way my forefathers can't speak Italian without using their hands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it all adds up. <laughs> and I think, yeah, I think that is all the D Oh, E wings. Yes. On Lothal, oh. they're not flying X wings. They're flying. They're flying E wings for the first time in live action. I've never seen this shit. That looked cool as hell. Yeah. Love the design of this thing. So that, this was supposedly the designers of the the NCOM systems, the designers of the X-Wing after the war were like, how do we build a better X-Wing? And they actually build an E-Wing. Uh, and the R7 droids that they have, those those patrol people, um, are based on the Kenner R2 droid mm, molds. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Old, that's uh, fine. I was going to say they looked really familiar. Um, yeah. My last two things. And then we got to wrap up. The Go suggested show at the end of ahsoka should not be the mandalorian it should be star wars rebels i don't know what the mm -hmm. fuck they were thinking of there and then my next question just really quick is thrawn the next episode or are we building up to him slowly it's a great question he's and two I, eps away Ooh, that sounds right okay that sounds i right think he's me. next episode yeah yeah Sage, what about you? I'm with Anthony. I think he's a couple more episodes away i think it's okay. a build up we've got an eight episode season we're two episodes in i don't think we get him quite yet i think okay Oh, man. Well, hell yeah. Can't wait to keep talking to y'all every week about this. Let us know in the comments below what you thought of Ahsoka episodes one and two, what theories you have about the show. Uh, and until next time, may the force be with you. I want a Loth cat. Oh, we didn't even talk about him. <laughs> oh, my God. And like, yeah, that's, that's, that's where Ezra lived, right? Yeah, that's yeah, the communications yeah. tower where Ezra used to live.